Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. cocaine is it anyway uh we're never they say we're never going to find out it seems like it should be easy to find out let me put it this way they're never going to tell us the truth they that's not what they do so what joe biden does i showed you last night he showed told 30 lies in like 10 seconds he's not a truthful man he's almost psychotic when it comes to the lying it's incredible more on that in a moment but here's an example of the character of the bidens remember hunter Hunter and his great guy brother, Bo, Bo dies, and Hunter moves in on Bo's wife, Haley. And it's incredible. This would break any family, right? They go to the beach together. They're going on vacations together. This is his sister-in-law. It's gross. And it would kind of devastate any family. And to Hunter's credit, he shows a little bit of remorse, just a little bit. After Bo died, you started a romantic relationship with Hallie, his widow. Yep. When the news of that broke, how did yep. people look at you? I think people were uh, confused by it. And I understand that. I mean, I really do. To me, it's not something that is difficult to explain because it came out of a, a real overwhelming grief that we both shared. Oh, brother, I take it back. That's not remorse. That's uh, the world can understand our crazy, stupid love. Uh, wow. Now, Joe Biden actually lied through his teeth about this, though. When this came to light, they put out a statement. Joe and Jill Biden said this together. We are lucky that Hunter and Haley found each other as they were putting their lives together again after such sadness. They have mine and Jill's full and complete support, and we are happy for them. That's insanity. That is crazy. That is a lust for power and a lot of other things. You have to remember this about anything that comes out of this administration. So back to the cocaine, <laughs> we're never going to know. And actually, I will have more to say that in a little bit, but there's something far more important right now to talk about. Sound of Freedom. This movie, which I saw on July 4th, came out on July 4th. This is a big movie weekend, folks, though. I highly encourage everybody to see it. It's a movie about child sex trafficking and how it must be stopped and, and some heroes who, who stopped some of it, but it's still rampant. Here's the trailer. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade. And soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time to the child. Five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? 
Timoteo por rescatar niños, ¿verdad? ¿Puedes ayudarme a encontrar mi hermana? Te lo prometo. It's great. And it's important. And Hollywood did not facilitate this movie. They don't want people to see it. A lot of important, powerful interests actually want to downplay this problem, if not cover it up entirely. Maybe some aspects of our own government. Jim Caviezel is the actor. Remember him? He played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Um, he's amazing, quite frankly, in this film and in his larger overall mission. Watch. Sound of Freedom is one of those films that can legitimately change this world. So we want to ignite a fire in audiences and open their eyes to the dark reality of millions of children that need our help. Let's make this film a historic event and the start, the end of child trafficking. Theaters across this country are already selling out. Pre-order your tickets today and you can send the message that God's children are no longer for sale. See what I mean? And there's one other thing. Um, he's been calling on Congress to do more, but we don't really think we're going to get much from them long term. Uh, he says that those are the people who kind of check which way the wind is blowing. He was on a, uh, a podcast. Check this out. It's got to stop. You have the power to do it. Um, but, you know, if you do that, put your thing in the air like that and where the wind's coming from probably not going to move you so it's really got to come from the people the people have got to do it the people are the ones who got to say enough and that's what will drive this whole thing it's the people i love it the people absolutely because the politicians so many of them they're so corrupt they're so demented and warped they are the state attorney general of new york letitia james recently had a drag time story hour for children for children this is insanity. This is a society spiraling out of control. And of course, it's not just the state attorney general of New York. It is the White House. You saw this depravity. You saw this nonsense. You know what they're pushing? These are very, very, very dangerous times. I think this is a test for all of us. The books they're pushing, the books they're pushing, the quite frankly, pornographic books. You know, we're not about banning books, but we do say that children should not be exposed to pornography. That is not a radical position in this, right? I mean, they're putting them in the schools, these drag queens, these weird agendas. And back to Joe Biden. This is not the man for the moment, for our moment. A man who talks like this out loud in front of people is dangerous. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. Yeah. Joe has a history of doing this, making crazy, totally inappropriate, sexualized remarks about children. He did it earlier this year. He spotted a girl about nine years old, reports say. Here's what he said to her. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, and look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady with her legs crossed. You know, she's nine. She's nine. You're saying that she's a post-pubescent woman. 
That is really, really strange. <laughs> and the people understand that. They do. The, the regular people know it. Joe was out in California and for some reason tried to photobomb a bunch of teenage girls taking a selfie. Watch what happens. Oh, look at Now, the very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters, no serious guys in the 30s. Okay. No what? No serious guys in your 30s. I'll keep that in mind. What did the young girl say to that? No serious guys until you're 30. I'll keep that in mind. She knows something is totally wrong with this. And what kind of message is that? No serious guys until you're 30. How are you supposed to spend your 20s? Hmm? What are you supposed to do? Just run around and be whatever? Two and a half men? You ever see that show? Is that a healthy way to live? I can tell you it's not. All right. Oh, and oh, by the way, he's allowed the border to... Uh, well, to collapse, to collapse. Um, you know, all that cocaine, we wonder if high-level decision-makers might be partaking of that cocaine. We have no border. We lost in Afghanistan. And a week ago tonight, as we were all heading into the long July 4th vacation, Joe tried to say that this was a success, and somehow he came out on top. I said Al-Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks. That's his takeaway. I was right about Afghanistan. The Taliban in the Afghanistan equivalent of the Oval Office. There they are. I mean, they're running the country right now. And Al-Qaeda is flourishing in Afghanistan. And he says... This has worked out, and he was right. It is either complete dishonesty or insanity or maybe a little bit of both. All right. Back to the cocaine. Uh, here's what the White House said today about the situation. This is National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, one of the architects of our screw-up, our catastrophic loss in Afghanistan, by the way. Who's he blaming? Situation room is not in use and has not been in use for months because it is currently under construction. We are using uh, an alternate situation room in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. So the only people coming in and going out of the sit room in this period have been workers who are getting it ready to go. So the cocaine was by the situation room and the workers are the ones by the situation room. So he's blaming the workers. Yeah, the White House is always under some sort of renovation. They're always bringing in cranes and tractors and all kinds of stuff. The workers blame the workers just like this administration. And how dare you ask us about it? How dare you watch? I'm just asking again, can we just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? <laughs> All right, that is kind of an in-your-face blunt question, but that's okay. That's what reporters should do. All right, here's the, is this, yeah, this is the indignation. Here we go. Family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And, and um, I'll just leave it there. Wow. Uh, how smug. Boy, she really told her, huh? Uh, but there's a lie right there. They were there on Friday. Hunter Biden and Joe, the whole family, they were there on Friday. Here's a picture of them leaving the White House on Friday, June 30th. He easily could have uh, 
Well, they could have done cocaine uh, on Friday. Who knows? Who knows? We may never know. All right. Now this, please. You know, I was in Russia once, uh, back when it was actually communist, 1985. School trip. I got to go to Red Square. It was amazing. And it was so very communist. I mean, state-controlled media, people were following us around, uh, KGB agents. I'm not kidding. It was an authoritarian state. And we got one here. Kind of, sort of, we do. You heard about the collusion between big tech and the White House working together so closely to ban conservatives and reduce our presence in the conversation, in the national conversation. A major uh, ruling by a judge said that, hey, the White House, you guys got to stay out of this. Uh, the judge found that Facebook suppressed information at the demand of the White House, the FBI, and other federal agents. This is insane. This is communist. Next, please. Virtually all of the free speech suppressed was conservative free speech. This is really happening. And oh, by the way, barely a peep, barely a peep from anybody. It's just like they expect to be censored. All right. There's always been bias against conservatives, but for the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, to be doing the censoring, this is Elvis Chan. He's an FBI agent. He's been seen numerous times bragging, almost bragging about it. Take a look. I think that we are moving along well and steadily improving, right? So we have Super Tuesday coming up next week, and then we have the elections in November. So I would like to report that the FBI and the U.S. government as a whole is all moving together in lockstep, getting ready for the big day. What is the FBI doing running around getting ready for Election Day? This is so crazy and insane. The federal government messing with elections that are run by the state. So, by the way, states, states, states. It's in the Constitution. Next, please. Describe how the FBI has really marshaled forces since 2016 in preparation for where we are now. So there are a lot of different things we're doing, but I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to a couple of things. So I think one of the things that was really important to us that we didn't have ahead of 2016 was established channels of communication with private sector companies, specifically social media companies. So we've done a much better job since 2016 of really establishing channels of communication, being able to share threat indicators with them so that they can protect their platform. Yeah. Embedding yourself with big tech and telling them way ahead of time that if there's a laptop about Hunter Biden, it's going to be fake news. It's going to be Russia disinformation. That's the message they were putting out. They had the laptop since 2019. The FBI did. And they made it clear to big tech that it's coming, but don't pay any attention to it because it's Russia disinformation. They lied. They lied. They spun for the Bidens. Here's Mark Zuckerberg, billionaire. I thought he was smarter than this, or maybe he wanted to be lied to. Maybe he was just kind of going along with this because he, I don't know, he liked uh, the Bidens. Um, you know, one of the threats that the FBI uh, has alerted our companies and the public to was the possibility of a hack and leak operation in the days or weeks leading up to this election. Uh, so you had both the public testimony from, from the FBI um, and in, in private meetings, um, alerts that, that were given to uh, at least our company, I assume the others as well, that suggested that we be on high alert and sensitivity, that if uh, a trove of documents appeared, uh, that, that we should view that with suspicion, um, that it might be part of a foreign uh, manipulation attempt. Uh, so that's what we're seeing. 
Uh, something tells me uh, that he was in on it. He absolutely knew, right? He knew what was going down, that they were, uh, this was an information operation on its own from the FBI, and the laptop was legit. Anyway, legit or not, stay the hell out of it. It was legit, oh, by the way. Facebook determining what we can read and not read and oh, <laughs> telling us about the vaccine. That guy doesn't know anything about the vaccine. It is crazy. It is un-American. It's like Russia, that place I visited all the way back in high school. One more swampy uh, element to share with you. Louis Free, who remembers him? He was the FBI director uh, for a long time, appointed in 1993. He stuck around all the way to 2001. And you get to know everybody uh, when you're the FBI director, including um, Vice President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Lots of emails between Louis Free, at this point the ex-FBI director, and Hunter from Louis Free to Hunter Biden. As you know, our family foundation made a $100,000 contribution to Halley's Children's Trust last year. Now, why in the world would the ex-FBI director pay $100,000 as a gift to the Biden family? To it's, it's really swampy, right? Next, it gets swampier. I also spoke to Dad, also known as the Vice President of the United States, a few weeks ago, and would like to explore with him some future work options. Oh, was the money, hmm, was this all tied together? I believe that working together on these and other legal matters, okay, it's all going to be legal. I'm putting it here in my email. It'll be legal would be of value, fun, and rewarding. Well, we all know that Hunter likes to Likes to have fun. Uh, then there's this. You know that sweetheart deal Hunter got? It's going to be ratified probably in a couple of weeks. The guy who signed off on it, one of them is him, Derek Hines, assistant U.S. attorney. He signed off on Hunter's charging papers. Well, uh, well did you know this about Derek Hines? I just found out. Derek Hines used to work for Louis Free. Special counsel to the Honorable Louis J. Free. How about that for a swamp? Anyway... I'm glad I don't live there. Coming up, we will see the lamest, the lamest 4th of July celebration. <laughs> and we will review the best 4th of July celebration. Happened three years ago. We'll be right back. Can you trust? A new study finds Americans don't trust big media. Millions are going to Newsmax as their trusted source. They go to Newsmax.com and watch Newsmax TV for the news they really need to know. They download the free Newsmax app. Almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax, but not Fox News. And 20 million Americans like you have made the switch and watch Newsmax all the time. So make the switch to Newsmax for real news. Well, the fake news, local prosecutors, federal prosecutors coming at Trump with everything they got. <laughs> and it's not making a lick of difference. It's actually helping him take a look at these polls. Uh, he has been zooming on the Republican side. Almost 30 points in front of Ron DeSantis. Uh, wow. And how about this? And a matchup against uh, Joe Biden. He is leading. For all those people who say, well, he's unelectable, there's really no data that backs you up on that. And this is all driving the fake news crazy. Remember, the plan was to indict him and watch the supporters just run away. They are so frustrated right now. His base has rallied behind him and these 
these indictments in terms of fundraising have been a boon to the former president. This is the, the counterintuitive, crazy way that uh, that Trump and MAGA work. There's no candidate that's putting it all together in a way that could be a serious rival to Trump. And these indictments just are not hurting him. They're sort of coalescing more support behind him. Right. Right. And that other guy, he said it's counterintuitive and crazy. No, actually, in a democracy, you're allowed to question institutions. And it has been known to happen. Rogue prosecutors, selective prosecution. The people get it. Something's wrong. And even those of the people who don't support Trump, I think they should be uncomfortable about this. Hopefully they are. They can come after somebody you like one of these days. So we like Trump. Uh, we trust him even more now. And we don't like these guys. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. None of your business. You're just politicians. All you know how to do is raise money and ask for favors and occasionally do favors. And uh, we're over you guys. Oh, by the way, not one doctor and nothing about the side effects because every medication, even the best ones, have side effects. Is Joe Biden really running? It's not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Well, it's been about, what, three months, and it doesn't seem like he's really running for re-election. Even the fake news has noticed uh, he's not doing anything that a candidate should be doing. Like, let's see, uh, he's hired fewer than 20 campaign aides. At this point, he should probably have about 1,000. Politico looked at all this stuff. He's not yet announced where the 2024 headquarters is going to be. That's kind of important. It's supposed to be up and running and thriving right now. What else? Uh, the one rally he had was paid for... Um, by, I think, a labor group, not by the campaign. So it wasn't really a, a campaign event. So what's happening? Is he really running for president? I actually believe at some point he's going to be removed. Uh, they'll tell him to step aside, and it's probably going to be Michelle, Michelle Obama. Uh, or does he think that he's got it all wrapped up ahead of time, like he did in 2020? I was very suspicious when he just stayed in the basement. Weren't you? And some days we didn't even see him. And when he did go outside, well, you know what that was like. Nobody showed up. A very, very weird time in America. And I know we don't have the whole story yet. All right, now this. Rudy Giuliani is a hero, America's mayor. The leadership he provided to this country, not just New York City, this country in the wake of 9-11. He's an incredible leader and a great lawyer former prosecutor. People forget he is still very, very good. And it's absolutely insane and a disgrace that a committee in Washington, D.C., one of the lawyers groups is recommending that he be disbarred, disbarred, calling for his disbarment for what they call frivolous and destructive efforts to derail the 2020 election. You know, sorry, in America, you can still disagree with the media. You can still disagree with state and local officials. You can. And you can hire a lawyer and your lawyer is allowed to pursue. Well, does this sound like a guy who's frivolous or breaking the law? What you're about to hear was actually included in January 6th, the January 6th report, as if this is somehow inappropriate or illegal behavior. 
Mr. Speaker, this is Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis. We're calling you together because we'd like to discuss, obviously, the election. Hey, Brian, it's Rudy. I really have something important to call to your attention that I think really changes things. I understand that you don't want to talk to me now. But I just want to bring some facts to your attention and talk to you as a fellow Republican. Yeah, if people on the other end of that phone call, they said, we felt threatened. We were being coerced. It's a friendly voicemail. You don't have to return it. He was asking to talk to you, but you didn't have to. He wasn't compelling. He wasn't threatening you. It's kind of amazing. They want to disbar him for that. But in this country, murderers get lawyers, right? They get great lawyers. Uh, sometimes, from what I hear, these lawyers know when their client is guilty of killing people, yet they still defend them, and they don't get disbarred. That's the way our system works. But they're going to try to do this to Rudy Giuliani. One day... Rudy Giuliani will be fully vindicated and restored. I know it. I know it. Next. 7-4-23. It was just another Tuesday. July 4th, oh, by the way. It felt like just another Tuesday. Yeah, we had the nitwits standing up and saying crazy things. Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream guys, coming forward and saying we need to cancel Mount Rushmore. They actually want to cancel Mount Rushmore. This uh, crazy lady singing a version of the national anthem, I think she should have been arrested. And you'll see By the blood in the streets That this All right, that's enough. That's enough. And I don't mean really arrested. You can say horrible things if you want to. Maybe arrested by the fashion police. Not looking very good, in my opinion. The New York Times said, yeah, no sparklers for these folks. So many Americans are blowing off the 4th of July. They just don't think that America is worthy of celebration. And, you know, I was getting that vibe from Barack Obama. Big time. You know, he's just not that into us, just not that into America anymore. He did put up a tweet. He put up a tweet on the big day, okay? And uh, the part about July 4th was this. Happy 4th of July, everybody. That's it. Happy 4th of July, everybody, and a perfunctory thing about supporting the troops. Okay. What did he say about Juneteenth? On Juneteenth, we commemorate the anniversary of the delayed but welcome news of freedom reaching the enslaved black folks in Galveston, Texas. It's a reminder that even in the darkest hours, there is cause to hope and a reason to keep building a country that lives up to its highest ideals. Wow. Uh, all right. So he's really into Juneteenth and reminding everybody about slavery. And actually, we do kind of need to know what the hell did happen on Juneteenth. A lot of folks are very, very vague on that. Malia's birthday or Sasha's Malia's birthday. Happy birthday to this talented, hilarious and beautiful young woman, Malia. Wow. And I, that's all nice for his daughter. But look at all the praise she gets, all the attention Juneteenth gets. And for, for July 4th, it's uh, happy July 4th, everybody. Remember when he actually liked America? There is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America. There is not a black America and a white America and Latino America and Asian America. There's the United States of America. Yeah. And everybody, oh, they fell in love with that. Oh, my goodness. Such a speech. 
not really. It was very vague and general and... All right, so they made him president, and whew, was that ever a mistake. You want a great 4th of July celebration? It's still kind of 4th of July week. Check out Donald Trump's July 4th, 2020 speech at Mount Rushmore. Yes, that they want to give back to the Indians in some crazy scheme. One of the best speeches ever delivered by an American president. Here's a sampling. This monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, to face our most sacred memorials and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud. There is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Wow. Worth checking out again. Hey, when we come back, we're going to meet a guy who just thought that shoplifting shouldn't be happening in his store, broke out his video camera, and they arrested, well, they fired him for just taking the picture. It's crazy. Be right back. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Well, you know about this crazy shoplifting uh, surge. It's almost been legalized. And a lot of times... Uh, clerks are instructed to not do anything about it uh you can't you can't confront them uh okay i guess that could endanger you but you can't even film them take a look at this video it's uh, from arapahoe county colorado and um, a guy who worked at that store was really disturbed by these people shoplifting from that store and you see they're just taking all this stuff <laughs> and uh they sped off the employee who filmed it was recently fired and we're joined uh, by him right now Santino Barolo an ex-employee at the King Supers in Arapahoe County hey welcome uh, Santino a uh, great work I'm sorry you got fired <laughs> how are you tonight for having me you bet you bet so um, listen did you know when you got what was your job first of all in the uh, grocery store uh, All-purpose clerk. I stocked the shelves, helped out with click lists, backup cashier, like a little bit of everything at the store. And when you were, how long were you there? Uh, since December, uh, just this past year, sir. Did they make a big deal about, okay, we got a lot of shoplifting. Number one, did you? Was shoplifting a big problem at the store? 
Not at all. That's why this this was, you know, it, it was a big, big deal. It took me by surprise. All right. So it took you by surprise. So you did what a lot of people would do. It's not like everybody is saying, like, if shoplifters come in, do X, Y, and Z. You grab a camera, and we're going to watch the whole thing right now, if you don't mind. It's your voice we can hear, right? Yes, sir. All right. By the way, I saw this weeks ago on, on social media. I thought you handled it very well, but let's show everybody else. Thank you, sir. Damn, these guys are good. Look at them stealing. Really, bro? You got to resort to this? Economy's not that bad. Better get it while the getting's good. Oh, damn. Wow. This is not the most uh, co well-coordinated crew. They almost ran over their own guy there. What were you trying right. to do? You, you got the license plate number. What were you thinking in taking the video? Uh, better evidence, you know, uh, for my safety, for theirs. Like, nobody physically touched anybody in that video and uh you know that better evidence their faces what they were wearing the description of the vehicle everything to tie them to this crime now they blurred out there they put goop or silly silly putty on the license plate uh, did they ever catch these guys though by the way they caught the driver within 24 hours uh the two are within their sights and probably by next week they should be apprehended did the police look at this footage Oh, yeah. Uh, they said I was a big major help in the, this case. All right. So what did your boss say to you and when did he say it? How? What happened next? Well, so that happened Father's Day. I went into work uh, that Friday and they suspended me. They said, uh, sit down, fill out a statement. You're suspended. And then I was like, OK, got a hold of the union rep and the union rep a couple of days prior to that next following weekend i was supposed to report that friday they let me know hey they're pushing for termination just you know just so you know but we're we're here for you we're gonna sit down with you have a sit down with them and go over things and i was like okay you know sounds good like thanks for having my back so we sat down with them friday and yeah terminated and the official reason was i guess for leaving the store and and go tearing off the aluminum foil of that plate you know, you did the thing that you were, I mean, that a human being would want to do, a brave human being would want to do. Um, wow. I, a lot of people don't like what happened to you. Granted, you know, you were working since December. I think you got a big future, maybe in law enforcement. What do you want to do now? As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, law enforcement recommendations yeah, with this sheriff's office, Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office. They said uh, they would they were willing to put in a good word for me once I got to Florida. Well, if I could see the video one more time, something else I noticed about this exchange, you know, you were documenting it. You were gathering evidence, but you weren't escalating the situation. You were kind of speaking in a you know, in a semi-soothing way, you know, damn, bro, seriously? And, <laughs> and I think that's quite frankly commendable. I guess you got to be careful. I mean, you know, sometimes these guys have weapons, but I think you did the right thing, the, the natural thing, and I applaud you for it. Santino, Barolo, it's great to meet you. 
Um, good luck in whatever you do. I think you'd be a great cop. And uh, stay in touch, okay? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. All the best. Hey, you have a family, by the way? Uh, you said it was Father's Day. You have a, a, a child? Oh, yes. Three of them. Celicia, Eliana, and Sonny Ray. Oh, wow. Well, uh, give them our best. And uh, they must be very proud of you. Or if they're not old enough. How old are they, real quick? 11, 9, and 7, sir. Oh, okay. So they know exactly what's going down. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Santino. And we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. You know, everybody's reporting the same stories, the same spin. You turn the channel, it's always the same. But not us. We're different. We report the real news. No spin, just the facts. Turn to us, and you won't turn back. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax. All right, you see this? These are cluster bombs, a cluster bomb. It's a really nasty weapon, and it can do tremendous damage to personnel on the battlefield. Look, all weapons kind of do that in some way, shape, or form, but these have been kind of considered below the belt, and the Geneva Convention has outlawed them. And for a long time, we thought that they were outlawed. I thought they were outlawed, but guess where they're going? Ukraine! Ukraine's going to get a whole bunch of them, courtesy of America. Blaine Holt joins us, retired Brigadier General, U.S. Air Force. Also with us, Christian Witten, former senior advisor in the Trump and Bush administrations. Welcome to you both. Um, hey, General Holt, first off, these, uh, these bombs, tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, so cluster munitions is the ability to, to basically deliver uh, small bombs like hand grenades across a wide array of fields. Uh, the United States version of this has a very low dud rate, but that's the biggest concern is you're going to leave behind essentially mines long after the conflict is gone. Um, they are <clears throat> considered by the United States not fit for usage. Um, even Jen Psaki this time last year when they said our cluster bombs going to be used in the war, she said, oh, no, they're illegal and 120 countries have outlawed them. But here we are. Um, what I would say to temper this, though, is that this is a response to Russian cluster bombs. Um, you know, the brutality now level in this warfare and the amount of landmines that are used, it's not really going to make a big dent either way. Th th this is not going to be the magic weapon that suddenly makes that uh, battlefield line change one way right. or the other. And if we're worried about munitions that could hurt the innocent, sure. oh, gosh, with thermobaric weapons and everything else, we're way beyond that stage now. All right. It seems very escalatory, if that's a, the right word. And, you know, they want tanks. We say no, they get tanks. They want F-16s. We say no, they finally get F-16s. Christian Witten, what do you think of all this, please? Well, I guess just the question is where it's going. Ukraine had a much ballyhooed counteroffensive that was set for spring. We're now well into summer. Uh, it seems as though that has failed. It hasn't materialized. Maybe it's still coming. Who knows? Uh, this should be and uh, it really ought to be a European problem, not an American problem. If you look at what the administration has used and said to justify uh, the fact that we're paying 75 percent of this war, the fact that we are essentially in a proxy war with nuclear armed Russia, it's a bunch of Wilsonian globaloni. It's talking about a rules-based international order. Um, there are no clear U.S. interests on the line here, I don't think, whereas we do have very serious U.S. interests in defending uh, from an increasingly aggressive China and an increasingly aggressive Iran. Uh, we have a military budget that's not going up. If you adjust it for inflation, it's going down. I think it'll go down further as the cost of U.S. debt increases, and that chews up a bigger part of the federal 
budget. So uh, my view is, uh, listen, if this will make a difference, and since the Russians did it first, it's fine. I, I'm sort of skeptical of things that would make war more humane, as long as you're not crossing a red line, like using nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. Uh, I think munitions to the good guys that can end a war faster or better. But I'd like to know where this is going for the United States, because it seems to be a stalemate. Right. Uh, totally. Uh, listen, uh, real quick from both of you, don't mind. General Holt first. Donald Trump has been criticized for almost maintaining neutrality at this point. I happen to think that's very smart. There's a really good chance he's going to be president someday. If he goes around running and saying uh, Putin's a war criminal, that's going to be tough to get that guy to the peace table. I think he's playing it very smart, actually. Your thoughts, please. And then Christian. You know, President Trump has proven time and time again, and with his four-year record, that he's a brilliant statesman. And if we just take a look at the raw record, where are the wars? The wars were not on his watch. The wars are on this watch with a failed national security team. So um, diplomatically, President Trump is in the right place. And when he was queried on this, yeah. because, oh, no, are you in the side of the Russians? He's like, no, I'm on the side of the innocent, and I want the killing to stop. Killing and to stop. Every beautiful. American should be. Christian, if you don't mind, uh, 10 seconds, uh, your thoughts on Donald Trump's performance sure. in all this. Well, it's not just Trump. It's also Governor DeSantis, who I think just sort of asked the question, where are the U.S. interests and should we be negotiating? Should we be looking for off-ramps? So I think that makes a lot more sense than the neoconservative candidates who seem to want war in Russia, in Syria, in Iraq, in Somalia, perhaps in China, around the world. We need to have priorities. And they often don't seem to care if we win those wars. It's, uh, it's crazy. Christian Witten, thank you very much. And uh, General Holt, thank you. Thanks. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back. All right, the Barbie movie is coming out in a couple of weeks. Barbie, give me a break. They made a movie about the Barbie doll? I guess so. Um, so half of Asia is really mad about one little thing in the movie. It shows uh, a map of China, and they don't like the way the borders were drawn. Like it gives China too much of the South China Sea, something like that. Take a look at this. Hey, Barbie. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. All right, it looks totally terrible. But for one split second, there's a map up in the back of Barbie. You see that? And it depicts the South China Sea, I think, as belonging to China. Although it looks like a four-year-old made this map. I don't know how anybody understands it, but Vietnam has subsequently banned the movie. And it's just the kind of thing that Hollywood would do, accommodate China and their expansionist uh, ambitions. Do you remember John Cena? He made some movie. He makes terrible movies, by the way. Um, and in promoting the movie, somehow he called Taiwan a country, which I would say but, ooh, the Chinese don't like that. So he went to great lengths to make the most obsequious, nauseating apology in Chinese. So this thing blew up in John Cena's face. He thought everybody would be fooled. Ooh, that's so cool. John Cena's speaking Chinese. Well, that was cool for about eight seconds. And then we realized he was apologizing for calling Taiwan a country. Hey, stay out of it, pal. And uh, I would love it if he stayed out of the crummy movie business as well and go back to wrestling. Maybe he still wrestles. Anyway, sorry, not a fan. I'm sure he's a great guy, but not a fan. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. See you next week.